The Ringer NBA show is presented by State Farm. Just like basketball, the game of life is unpredictable. Talk to a State Farm agent and get a teammate who can help you navigate the unexpected and help you handle whatever life throws your way. For example, if you're going to talk about something unpredictable, let's say you're the Philadelphia 76ers and mm. you're on the road against Portland uh-huh. and you're down late. What might be, say, an unpredictable outcome that, say, I don't know, I'm just spitballing here. Furkan Korkmaz hits a three to win the game on the road without Joel Embiid. Isaac Lee, that might be unpredictable. As we all predicted, uh, Furkan Korkmaz saves the day. You know, we all thought this. We all knew this was going to happen. No, no, no. No one predicted this. Never count Furkan or the Sixers out. Who knows? We might even talk about him a little later in the program. But first, get a teammate who can help you navigate the unexpected. Talk to a State Farm agent today. About combining your home and auto insurance. And now, heat check. Uh, he's got smoke coming off his fingertips. He's as hot as a blowtorch. It's a heat check. You knew that was coming. It's heat check time. Welcome to Heat Check. I'm your host, John Gonzalez, joined as I am every week by my producer, Isaac Lee, who, by the way, Mm. another win for your Clippers, buddy. Oh, yeah. I'm feeling good. Uh, Beat Utah last night. Beat the Spurs on Thursday, uh, a game that I was at. Uh, It looked like an 80s game because they were only shooting mid-range jumpers, but I had a good time. And... uh, Love to see my guys win without even Paul George back. Paul George, hopefully coming back soon. Uh, Basketball is well underway. We're very excited about it. We want to thank you guys for listening. A reminder to please rate and review us. Don't forget about all of our great NBA content on TheRinger.com. Zach Cram with the uh, typically smart, fun, clever Zach Cram piece, right? Did you read it? It was Always read Zach Cram. Always read Zach Cram. Deep into the numbers on the most interesting changes so far in the NBA. Uh, Our very own Dan Devine, who will be joining us shortly, wrote a piece about the Nuggets title push and how it's starting slower than (laughs) Nikola Jokic. Shots fired at Nikola Jokic. (laughs) I don't know what he did to deserve that. And uh, Jonathan Sharks on what phase two will look like for Luka Doncic. Luka! Man, He's just like putting up triple doubles. Yeah, he looks He's really good. swaggy. He looks really good. Even though they lost that game to the Lakers, he looked really good. Yeah, I mean, that game was an all-timer on Friday night. Uh, I was actually at dinner with a few of our colleagues here, including Haley O'Shaughnessy, and we all pulled out our phones to watch it at the very end because we all got the same alert saying it was a close game. And man, Luka looks special. He's going toe-to-toe with LeBron. Obviously, LeBron respects him as well. Um, he made that comment after the game like, He's going to be special. Like, I'm very glad that the song is going to work out well for years to come. I assumed that you picked up the check because you've got all those fat Hallelujah royalties rolling in. <laughs> right? You just, you just picked it up. Isaac's a, a big spender. All right. Coming up later in the show, one of the hottest heat checkers in heat check history makes his triumphant return to the program. Uh, be careful. Maybe handle this podcast with uh, asbestos gloves because it's going to get a little spicy. But first, let's go to our new regular contributors who will be with us each and every week, Dan and Haley. Boom, shakalaka. He's heating up. He's on fire. All right, one of them is in studio and one is way across the country in our NYC HQ. It's Heat Check Coast to Coast with our regulars, Haley and Dan. Guys, hi. Hi, I feel amazing today. I just want to go ahead and get this out of the way. Lamar Jackson beat the Patriots. You get to crow a little bit. Yeah. You get to raven a little bit. Oh, no. Nicely done. That's Isaac Lee. That's a perfect (laughs) way for us to get into our highlights from the weekend. It's NBA Instant Replay. 
Speaking of crowing and raving a little bit, uh, Haley O'Shaughnessy, you kind of predicted this. I, I, you didn't predict injuries, so we're not going to gloat over that. But you did, however, predict that it would be a rough year for the Warriors, and that continues. Steph Curry out at least three months. This is from Woj. Talked to Dr. Stephen Shin, who performed the surgery on Steph Curry's left hand. Also did a procedure on Drew Brees' broken thumb. For Curry, the significant part of the return depends on his ability to take a hit on the hand and not re-injure it. This is a truly a three- to four-month timeline to make sure the bone fully heals. Plus, Draymond hurt his left index finger versus the Spurs on Friday. Womp womp, not good for the Warriors. Womp womp. Haley, take a victory lap here. You kind of called that this was going to be tough for them. I mean, I'm not going to be happy about the fact that Steph Curry... Not that part, but then... And Draymond got injured. But I will truly say that even if they're on the court, we saw that it was going to be a rough season ahead. And also, I'm never going to doubt someone's injury. That's not my place. But what I'm saying is if all my friends were staying home from school, Draymond Green, I would also be staying home from school. I think he deserves this if it's just rest. But again, I would never speculate that. He would have had to go to great lengths here because he did have a wrap on his finger and his wrist. Uh, They say he has a torn ligament and he's out for the next few games. Meanwhile, D'Angelo sprained an ankle. He was out for a little bit. I'm going to get to their lineup for the uh, Hornets game over the weekend, which was just atrocious. But Dan Devine, Draymond Green, there's been some speculation that, I don't know, maybe, you know, like with the way things are going with the Warriors, if they end up tanking, would they have, would they consider moving him? But the window there would be awfully tight, no? Yeah, uh, so he agreed to his extension, the four-year contract extension on August 3rd. And that means from that date, you get six months, you can't get traded. So this the, the window for him to be traded opens on February 3rd, and the trade deadline is February 6th. So anything that would have to get done would have to get done in those couple of days. So, if, you know, if you're trying to sort of kickstart a, a tanking or a rebuild or whatever, or if you're another team looking to add a big piece early, uh, he's not going to be available on the table until only a couple of days before the deadline. So they have a lot of decisions to make here, obviously. They should, I think, lean hard into this tank. They have a pick that's protected 1 to 20. If it doesn't convey this year to Brooklyn and it conveys in 2025 as a second round pick, it feels like to me that they it would behoove them to tank, to hold on to that pick. If they decided to move Draymond in that tight window, maybe that would help them out a little bit because I don't know. I, I just don't see them staying afloat in the Western Conference even a little bit. So like maybe they get to like a mediocre team, but why bother with that? Look, let's be honest. Is this really a decision to tank or are they going to do it without, yeah, without like having the attention of losing? Does Kai Bowman push the needle for you, Gons? No. Do you really think he's going to be a difference maker? If Curry is out for three to four months, Draymond Green is absolutely not going to contribute the offense that he would need, that Klay Thompson would need, that the ghost of Kevin Durant would need for them to to win. (laughs) And apologies to Kai Bowman, who just caught shrapnel from Haley. I mean, he's a big heat check (laughs) listener, and all of a sudden she's throwing him under the bus. I should have done Willie Cauley-Stein because of the Kentucky stuff, Um, but I I let that go a long time ago. Dan Devine, whether or not, to Haley's point about whether or not it's a decision to make, Joe Lacob very defiant after uh, Steph Curry went down saying that he wouldn't even entertain tanking, that it goes against everything they stand for, and you balked at that. Yeah, because it's bullshit. It's not the truth. (laughs) Um, Hawks GM Travis Schlenk, who who came up in the Warriors front office, said as much in an interview with CBS Sports last year. It's open. Everybody sort of understands this. 
the year that they drafted Harrison Barnes at seven, their first round pick was protected one through seven. He said, we made a decision halfway through that year to trade Monte Ellis for an injured Andrew Bogut who we knew wouldn't play. And one of the reasons that they did that was we knew we had to fall into those bottom seven spots to get our pick. And that was really important to us. So whether you call it tanking or just doing something that's really important for us. Like, Dan's doing are, air quotes now, by the way. Did uh, he get for in everybody trouble for saying that? Home. Because that seems exactly what the NBA was trying to punish people for last year. Yeah, and, and it's what Mark Cuban got. I mean, Mark Cuban literally said, I think we tanked, but no, or yeah, we're tanking. He said we're tanking. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe it's just if you don't use the word uh, or it's a, maybe a statute of limitations thing because it was a few years in the past. But like the idea that the Warriors are in some way above this or that this is not it's anathema to the way they do business. That's horseshit. And uh, the Warriors are going to operate whatever gets them to being like light years ahead. So uh, I think that this if, if that, that's what this is, that's what they'll do. And they won't sort of think twice about maybe it. Maybe it's Travis's baby blue eyes. What, what, Maybe that's why he gets away with things. What this is, is uh, as Haley mentioned, they're, they're starting lineup. Kai Bowman, uh, who she just buried, RIP. Uh, Jordan Poole, <laughs> Glenn Robinson, Eric Paschal, and Willie Cauley-Stein. That was their starting five. Uh, I don't think that actually actively trying to tank would be any different than what they're what they're doing right now. Uh, all right, moving on here. Bucks beat the Raptors this weekend in the battle for the second best team in the Eastern Conference. <laughs> Giannis had 36 points, 15 rebounds, eight assists, and four blocks. He said he had a lot of motivation to get past the Raptors after they dispatched them in the playoffs last year. Uh, just a quick note here. There's been some rumblings, some whispers, some rumors about whether or not Giannis wants to stay in Milwaukee. John Hollinger at The Athletic said, uh, sources say the Raptors are likely to be one of the chief pursuers of Giannis if and when he hits the 2021 free agent market. So any moves that eliminate the possibility of max cap space that summer would be extremely unlikely by Toronto. This isn't really new information. To be honest with you, I would say like, for over a year, I've been like, talk to people around the league and like, there's been little rumblings. Hey, do you think Giannis is going to stay? Like, it could be one of those situations like with Kawhi, where if they win, it could make it more likely that he leaves. And if they don't win, it could make it more likely that he leaves, right? Because it's Milwaukee. So uh, what are we making here, Dan Devine, out of um, this report? Is it something that if you're a Milwaukee Bucks fan, you'd be concerned about? I think if you're a Milwaukee Bucks fan, you're concerned no matter what, right? I mean, the, there was the Harvard Business School kind of case study quote where then Giannis said he never said that uh, having a rough year this year would make it more difficult to stay. But I mean, the, the quote came out of somewhere, right? So all of these things are going to add up to make you more and more angry and more and more stressed out if you're a Bucks fan. But I don't think it changes the state of play for them. It's basically like if we don't win a championship or go to the finals, this is going to be a problem. So everything is the same. It's just you're going to start getting more and more of these sorts of things as the year goes on. Haley, do you want to see him stay or would you be intrigued by a move to another outpost like, say, Toronto? By this point, I really just want them to do what they think is best specifically for which front office will take care of them. Because we've seen so many superstars at this point who have wasted, I don't want to say wasted, who have spent four or five very unfruitful years, you know, with a front office that just couldn't take care of them, couldn't surround them by the proper talent. The Bucks have done an admirable job, right? I mean, they brought in guys like George Hill last year, Eric Bledsoe, you know, they re-signed Chris Middleton. They lost Malcolm Bradley. Yeah, that was a big but what, loss. I mean, my question is, specifically for the Raptors, what exactly do they have other than they prove that they are capable of smart front office moves? What do they have that would really draw Giannis in? I mean, Lowry had a good game. Pascal had a good game. Spicy, OG looks yeah. Great. But what exactly do they have at this point that would make him want to go there? 
You're just throwing bows all day today. Everybody's <laughs> catching heat on heat check from Haley O'Shaughnessy. Somewhere uh, the Knicks are talking about how they have a shot at Giannis right now. Uh, let's <laughs> let's move on to early surprises of the Dan's season <laughs> so yeah, far. Drink. <laughs> drink, right. Uh, early surprises of the season so far. The Suns, the Phoenix Suns. I said to you guys that last year I watched an inordinate amount of Phoenix Suns basketball and you mocked me. And I'm doing it again this year. And now everybody's talking about the Suns. They're four and two. They are third in net rating in the NBA. They are looking very good. My man, Rick Rubio, both handsome and talented, playing alongside Devin Booker. Uh, praise, praise for the Phoenix Suns. I think you mean playing alongside Aaron Baines. And Aaron Baines. The hero, <laughs> the absolute hero. <laughs> and I just want to say, I am so happy. I can't name a single person who would not be happy for Monty Williams right now. Love he Monty Williams. This. He's a good dude. This is good for him. He's uh, a good coach. Dan Devine, they should just trade DeAndre Ayton, right? Because they're just rolling. You can't mess with chemistry. Yeah, why would you move away from the Aaron Baines, Frank Kaminsky front court when it's working so well? <laughs> Future Hall of Famers. Future Hall of Famers. Other surprises. The San Antonio Spurs lost to the Lakers at home over the weekend. However, as I claimed, the San Antonio Spurs, four and two, top seven offense with this weird mid-range game that they continue to roll out there. Dan, as I have stated, I'm on the Spurs this year. You are off the Spurs this year. One of us is right and the other one is you. <laughs> well... I think we can all agree that this is still early season smoke and mirrors, small sample size. Let's get Zach Cram in here to uh, you know, analyze what the numbers are really going to look like for them. I think the thing you got to watch for San Antonio is that their starting lineups have been kind of shaky. All the offense around LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan, not so good. Their bench unit's very good. So how that sort of equals out over the course of the year, are they going to keep getting carried by the Marco Bellinelli and Rudy Gay lineups of the world? We'll see. But uh, in the early going, yes, Gons, you're looking good and I'm looking bad, but I continue to believe in this bit. So we're going to keep doing it. Once again, coastal elite Dan Devine hating on small markets. Haley O'Shaughnessy, a bigger market. Uh, the Miami Heat, 5-1, and one, kind of surprising to me at least, ruined the Rockets by 29 over the weekend. Houston's D was really bad. Uh, Russ did not look great. Here's a stat from StatMuse. Russell Westbrook was a minus 46 in Houston's blowout loss at Miami, a personal career worst, and the worst plus money minus by any Rockets player in a game since 1996-97. Haley, number one, were you even alive then? And number two, do you believe in the Miami Heat? Yeah, I was a young baby then. Uh, I don't want to discount the Heat. I think that's very rude. I think we should applaud them for what happened. But I think that this is obviously Houston's fault, but I think this is dramatized too much because of Houston's many problems. First of all, they were in Miami the night before. Yeah. you know, But Miami's in Miami. <laughs> It's true, but these guys are used to it. They get to do it all off season. It's kind of like dealing with altitude sickness in Denver. I mean, you just get used to it after a while and then people come in and they can't deal with it. I like this. The Houston Rockets defense is terrible. It's absolutely terrible from the perimeter. It's terrible in the paint. Miami carved them up. Both situations. Opponents are shooting best against them from three. So we'll see if that continues. But so far, they are literally allowing the best percentage for all of their opponents. Something that they should look to address. Other surprises uh, so far, Dan Devine. Andre Drummond, three straight 2020 double-doubles, first since Boogie in 2015. Not missing Blake Griffin. They, they beat your Brooklyn Nets because you get all of New York City's bad <laughs> basketball. Uh, are you buying Andre Drummond as a thing this year? 
I think he kind of has to be right now because their point guard rotation is so jacked up that he's going to handle the ball more and do more. They you know, have to do more with it and then also score it and start possessions too. Like the idea of Andre Drummond being the guy who gets the ball off the rim, goes coast to coast and finishes seems like it should scare you if you're a Detroit Pistons fan, but it might be their best option right now, uh, you know, with, with all the injuries they're dealing with. Uh, one more surprise so far, Markel Fultz. He got his first start against the Nuggets. Nine points, two assists, three steals, 25 minutes of action. Uh, took a three. He missed it, but he took it. I'm No, I, I, this is a big thing, right? Because you want to see him at least get out there and, and attempt to shoot these threes. As I've mentioned previously on Heat Check, kind of conflicted here. On the one hand, as a human being who wants nice things for other human beings, I'm happy for Markel Fultz. As somebody who has followed the Sixers uh, my entire life, it's harder for me to parse. Haley, what, what do you think about Markel Fultz and how he's done in Orlando so far? I'm happy for him, but I really don't think that it's to the point where you should be feeling bad about not having him. He looks we not keep, bad, though. Keep, no, 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 he doesn't. But I mean, I mean, he could I be useful. I'm fucking doing this. The Sixers are already doing pretty well, Gons, if you haven't noticed. And if you want to, like, think about what we've been saying about Fultz the last couple games. We've been like, thank God he's taking threes. Y'all, he's not making threes, okay? He has <laughs> taken one three the last three games and missed them all. He took four before that, made one. It's just not looking really pretty. Everybody catching bodies from Haley O'Shaughnessy today. We're going <laughs> to run through a couple of injuries real quick, and then we'll wrap up headlines. Reggie Jackson's stress reaction in his back out a month. Detroit Pistons fans might wonder if he was playing at all. Brandon Ingram left Saturday's loss to the Thunder with a head injury and did not return. The ringer curse reared its ugly head. Good news, though, he's been cleared to face Brooklyn on Monday. And finally, and this one sucks, and I want to bring this to Dan Devine's attention, Zach Collins' shoulder surgery. He dislocated his shoulder. They were debating whether or not he would have shoulder surgery, just rehab. The update will come after he has his surgery. I did a little uh, Google doctor investigation here, and uh, turns out out this could be anywhere from three to six months. Dan, how bad does this hurt the Blazers? And should they go shopping for somebody like uh, Danilo Gallinari or another forward? Yeah, I mean, it hurts them a lot. You know, the, the idea with Zach Collins was he could give you rim protection and some offensive punch, stretching the floor, making plays in the short roll, stuff like that. Anthony Tolliver is a you know good veteran, was great when I talked to him for the artist sticking around story I did uh, in the preseason, but he's not doesn't doesn't provide both of those the same way. Scott LaBissier is their other option. They've been playing a lot with him. He's shown some flashes, had good plus minus last couple of games, but seven fouls per 36 minutes, still sort of figuring it out on defense. They don't really have enough on either end with those guys, so they've got to sort of figure out another option uh, to make a deep playoff run next with uh, putting someone next to, to Damon CJ. Gallinari is an interesting uh, candidate because you know the 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 Thunder were going to be open to deal. The, uh, the power forward market could be awfully interesting. Could I maybe interest you in a Julius? Julius Randle that's lightly used and hasn't been all that successful so far this season. Or uh, Marcus Morris. He, he wants to be a dog and bring toughness back to your location. He, he <laughs> to will just need location. To, he will just need a variety of shots that he can take and miss and, and look kind of shaky while he's doing it. But he'll, he'll snarl and it'll be tough. Could maybe Portland, you'd be interested in that? You just want a basic of Bobby Portis? Anybody, really. Take your pick of anybody in New York for Dan Devine's big. New York Knicks. Uh, Haley, should they make a move? Portland? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's t imagine... Me telling you going into the season that the Lakers front court rotation would be better or just purely like their centers would be more effective than Portland's. I mean, it's really sad. A lot of it has to do with injuries, obviously. You know, Gasol's still recovering from foot surgery. There's Nurkic. But then there's Hassan Whiteside, who's kind of always been like a maybe X factor. That's your guy. 
Yeah, I mean, it's always been like a hopeful thing. Maybe he'll have like a, a bump year again finally. But yeah, this is very sad. And I think that Portland has always had a chance every year at being great. You know, this could be you, how much longer is CJ and Dame going to happen? Give them what they need. Don't stress. Listen, we're we're off of trying to tear up and blow <laughs> they up get that mad. backcourt. We're on board with that backcourt. We believe in Neil O'Shea. I am we too. Want I want nice, them to make it happen while it can. We want nice things for Portland. Uh, I'm rooting for them. And that has been NBA Instant Replay. Before we go to our main event, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. Today's episode of Heat Check is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Hiring can be a slow process. Cafe Altura's COO, Dylan Miskovitz, needed to hire a director of coffee for his organic coffee brewing company, but he was having trouble finding qualified applicants. So he switched to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job so you get a qualified candidate fast. Dylan posted his job on ZipRecruiter and said he was impressed by how quickly he had great candidates apply. He also used ZipRecruiter's candidate rating feature to filter his applicants so he could focus on the most relevant ones. And that's how Dylan found his new director of coffee in just a few days. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash RingerMBA. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash R-I-N-G-E-R-N-B-A. ZipRecruiter.com slash RingerMBA. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And now, back to Heat Check. All right, so before the break there, we were talking about the Blazers. They lost a thriller at home to the Philadelphia 76ers on Saturday without Joel Embiid. And now you guys might have been wondering, how is it that I, John Gonzalez, did not mention the team that I just said, the Philadelphia 76ers, who are the last remaining unbeaten team in the NBA? Uh, Isaac, our resident heat check historian. Have we ever even talked about the Philadelphia 76ers the on this Philadelphia, program? Philadelphia, what is it? The, the 80, uh, no, no, 70, 76ers. 76ers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't I really talked about them much. I don't think they've ever been brought up on this podcast. The no. last unbeaten team. This is frankly a nightmare scenario for everybody who is not a Sixers fan, and I am sympathetic to this. Now, I know that no one knows how obnoxious Philly fans are when Philly teams are really good more than someone from Philly. And to illustrate that point, Let's bring in a very special guest and go to the main event. Joining us in our NYC studio, fighting out of North Philadelphia, the undefeated, unrepentant, hot take heat check champion. It's Tyler Tynes. And I've been waiting. What's up, man? I have been segregated, federally segregated from the heat check programs (laughs) for what feels like years at this time. And I've been waiting. Tyler, let's let's run through uh, the the Sixers who had a big game over the weekend, beat Portland. They won without Embiid on the road. They were down 21. They took their first lead against the Blazers with 10 seconds left. Lillard had a late drive and he kicked it to Anthony Simons for a three and it looked like they won. And then, uh, Tyler, your guy, Furkan Korkmaz, hit the game-winning three. I don't know. Did they go 82-0? I don't see why they don't. I don't I don't see why there is any real reason why they can't go 82 and 0. I mean the the makings of a great team like the Philadelphia 76ers would be when stars go down, stars step up. 
And so Furkan Korkmaz, who was born in North Philadelphia <laughs> and who is also black, won a game for us. And so I don't really seem to understand how it is inconceivable we will go 82-0. I have a reason. It's what's going to happen tonight. They're playing the They're Phoenix playing the Suns. They're playing the Phoenix Suns. Aaron Baines. Team full of suckers. Team full of suckers. And also known piece of shit Aaron Baines. So, I mean, team full of suckers and Aaron Baines really not afraid of him as I have never been in my life. Defend that zero. comment. Defend that comment. <laughs> He's just Australian. <laughs> that makes him absolutely a sucker. Anyone not from North Philadelphia in Tyler's eyes is a piece of shit. That's not true. <laughs> Can I remind you, Ben Simmons, Australian. It is also a sucker, but he is my son. <laughs> he protected your entire team from Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, no, he didn't because he didn't Wait. even fight anybody. Wait, we're going to get to that. He just don't made peace. don't, he just don't made do peace. that part just yet. Tyler, Haley does bring up a good point, though. They are on a tough road trip here. Uh, they didn't have Joel Embiid for that game in Portland. They're not going to have him for the Phoenix Suns game. Then they play at the Jazz on Wednesday and trash. at the Nuggets on Friday. Any Equally concern trash. with this? Any concern with this road trip? Well, um, Donovan Mitchell is a fraud and also just Jarrett Jack in Utah. So okay. not super concerned about Donovan Mitchell, who came from a trash university. Also super, okay. un- super, super unconcerned with the entire state of Colorado is Joel Embiid against soft boy Nikola Jokic, who like only white guys <laughs> on the internet like. And so super unconcerned with him, too. So uh, what tough road trip is this? You're going to be kicking our feet up winning games by 20. Honestly, I will say he makes a good point with the Jazz. Mike Conley has had a really, really rough stretch. I mean, actually, entire season. He's had an incredibly tough entire season turnover-wise and shooting-wise. Donovan can't carry it forever. We learned that the last two years. You know why he can't? You know why he can't? You know why he can't? Don't even do this. You know why? You do you know why he can't? You know why? Because he's Jarrett Jack with a shoe deal. I just blocked you on Twitter. Jarrett Jack with a shoe deal is good, even by your standards. Uh, Dan Devine, jump in here. It's really hard to know where to go with uh, after Jarrett Jack with a shoe deal. So, Tyler, are you concerned at all that Matisse Thibel is getting too much MVP buzz? Do you feel like it's it, <laughs> like like is, is that going to really become a distraction in the locker room? I don't think so. Given that Joel Embiid is going to be the MVP, uh, Matisse Thibel is going to be Rookie of the Year, and Ben Simmons is going to be Defensive Player of the Year. I don't think there will be a lack of accolades for our roster when we go eighty-two and zero. Brett Brown is Coach of the Year, even though he should still be fired. And Elton Brand will be the executive of the year. I do like that you've come around on on Brett Brown, even though you're still advocating that he gets fired. This is part of the reason why last year uh, when we had Tyler on a couple of times, he was so divisive. Isaac, uh, as the resident Heat Check historian, yeah, yeah. How, how do you think that uh, Tyler's latest turn on Heat Check will be received by the listeners? Uh, I think the listeners will call Which for the show though? to be renamed Volcano Check. Yeah. Because uh, I think that's where we're at. <laughs> At this point, Tyler never disappoints. Uh, let's talk about we discussed the suspension with uh, Joel Embiid. Tyler, you talked about it on NBA. unrighteous suspension, Gons. Unrighteous. You talked about it on NBA desktop. Uh, he's out for two games. He already had one. The second one will be against the Suns. Somehow, though, Ben Simmons, guys, gang, drink, uh, avoided being suspended. Simmons was deemed a peacemaker in Which the original is. ref post game report. In the after action report by the league, they said that Simmons was calming Cat down with his arms. He was. Uh, somebody help me here because this is, was hilarious to me. I can't believe he avoided even getting fined. I think like wrestling announcers should just completely pivot to that. Completely. Because that was a chokehold. Cat <laughs> tapped out. He tapped out. That is so embarrassing. He did literally didn't know tap the out. Heat check, didn't know the heat check had police officers on their broadcast. <laughs> 
I will say calming him down with your arms, that's like some real older brother shit that you say like, no, 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 I'm not like messing with him. I'm just calming him down. Like I'm just trying to make sure <laughs> he's okay. Greatest tweet of all time. He said, catch these calming arms. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't see anything wrong with what Ben Simmons did. I don't I don't see why anyone would think of him as anything other than a peacemaker. Everyone from the state of Minnesota is a known coward, and they have been since 2017, <laughs> and that's public record information at this point. And so Well, I, 2017. I just, what happened in 2017? Oh, 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 you oh, have you not heard? What happened in 2017 was that all of the state of Minnesota came to Philadelphia and got that ass beat by the Philadelphia Eagles 38 to 7 and then we're in their damn feelings since that moment. And so all I'm going to say is just like everybody from the state of Colorado, just like Donovan Mitchell, the state of Minnesota is a sea of cowards. As Tyler just said, that's public record. You can FOIA that shit uh, and find that <laughs> out. It's, it's right. It's all. It's all out there for you. Tyler Tynes is our senior these hands correspondent. Uh, Ask about it. Tell me, so you, this is something that you've discussed regularly. Carl Anthony Towns got what you thought was uh, coming to him. Who else needs to catch these hands from the Sixers this season? Uh, Larry Bird. Larry Bird is definitely <laughs> sure. in the in the in the crosshairs of numerous people, and I hope that he finds his way to a sideline somewhere and Mike Scott tramples him. So like Larry Bird is definitely top of the list. Um, is there else? anybody else who's uh, who's not like a senior AARP member who's yes. maybe Dan- actually Danny, playing Danny right Ainge. Danny Ainge can also catch these hands. I understand uh, that most old white men should catch these hands, but like anybody <laughs> that's currently in the NBA? Oh, in the NBA <laughs> at this moment. Huh. Well, you know, Isn't that's it? tough. I would say Jason Tatum. Probably has to catch these hands. Fair enough. Uh, I would say... Uh, is that mostly a beard situation? Like, does he have to catch these hands because of the, his? it's not connecting? I just don't like him that much. I, I don't really appreciate people who sort of subscribe to the church of mid-range jumpers. And so, you know, if, if that's the truth, I, I just can't respect Wait a minute, we got like Ben that. Simmons on the Sixers. <laughs> ben Simmons doesn't take jumpers. He doesn't take jumpers, guys. Fair enough, fair enough. All right. He took jumper in the preseason, <laughs> one. All right, another person who deserves to catch hands, Goran Dragic. Um, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Um, let's see. Um, Nikola Jokic. Really anyone who like, I, I guess like blog boy Twitter would describe as like their favorite people can probably catch hands. Let's see. Marcus Saul can catch hands. Tyler is staring bullets through me right now. Like as he talks about blog boy Twitter, it's like, it, it's over the top of the monitor, but I can see it. I feel it. I just, I just feel like some of these people who we have decided are fan favorites are mostly dog shit at what they do for a living. And, like, that's fine. They make millions of dollars, and, like, congratulations to them. I reserve the right to say that they are trash. And so, here we are. I mean, Donovan Mitchell, again, deserves to be beaten down with the fury of God and tied into a Gordian knot. All I'm saying is, Gons, mm-hmm. there's so many people who deserve to get beat the fuck up. And if if we as a nation were gave people the ass beatings they deserve earlier in life, maybe we wouldn't be as shitty. That's all I'm saying. You're so dead to me. Uh, I don't know. I don't know uh, how else to add anything else to that. So we're going to leave it right there. He never disappoints. He's Tyler Tynes. Make sure to read all of his excellent work on the ringer.com. Read my shit. Tyler, thanks, buddy. All right. That was the incomparable Tyler Tynes. We move on to everybody's favorite segment, Sweeping the Globe. It's time for Good Call, Bad Call. What a bold call here. All right, so Dwight Howard, uh, interesting human being playing for the Los Angeles Lakers. Kyle Goon, who covers the Lakers, tweeted this out, that Dwight Howard said that the Lakers want to be the bad news bears. Not the bad news bears in a bad way, 
but we're going to bring bad news to the other team. That type of bad news. Good call or bad call on the Lakers being the kind of bad news bears, but not really Haley O'Shaughnessy. This isn't about the Lakers. It's about Dwight, who keeps saying corny shit on every team he's ever played on. BC. Dan Devine, yeah. GCBC. BC, because you know a nickname is bad when you immediately have to explain that you didn't mean it in a bad way. This is like, it, it is just ridiculous nonsense. <laughs> and uh, Dwight should have thought a little bit harder about this one before he let it out. Isaac Lee, noted Lakers fan, mm. GCBC on, on Dwight Howard's uh, <laughs> word soup explanation here. BC on many levels. Uh, number one, you can't give yourself a nickname. You got to wait until somebody gives you a nickname. Uh, number two, it's a bad explanation. Number three, I hate the Lakers. Isaac, what's your nickname? Ice. That's a good one. It's an excellent one. Uh, so that's three BCs. You know that I love uh, team unity and chemistry here at Heat Check. But I'm going GC because oh I am way here for weird Dwight Howard. Anytime I can get strange Dwight Howard quotes, I'm here for it. Uh, next one, Mike Malone, not at all happy after the Nuggets lost to the New Orleans Pelicans over the weekend. It was the first win for the Pelicans. Mike Malone, kind of an old school guy, decided to go to the press and absolutely destroy his players, said, I'm embarrassed. That was an embarrassing effort. It was disappointing. That was an embarrassing effort. I don't know if you notice a theme here. He used the word embarrassing quite a lot. They went on. It kind of worked. Went on. They beat the Magic in the next game. But GCBC for Mike Malone old school motivation. It's really not for me to say because I don't know what motivates their young guys. So typically young guys want a coach who's not going to out them. Mm -hmm. You know, they like someone who's like a player's coach. So it's not for me to say. I but don't it, have an but, answer. But for the purposes of the show that we do and the segment called GCBC <laughs> where there isn't an option for you to go, I don't know. It's not for me to say. So Let's just pick a side. Okay, a BC because obviously it worked. Huzzah. Dan Devon. <laughs> It's a GC because Malone did this a few times last year and they responded to it. When they sort of started to let go of the rope a little bit, he would come out and light them up and say, you know, similar sorts of things. And it seemed to get everybody refocused. The question is, if it doesn't work the same way this time, like Jokic still didn't look like a dominant player for most of that game against Orlando. They're still not all moving in the right direction. If it gets shaky here, then you wonder if it's diminishing returns on that kind of uh, approach. But so far, GC. Isaac Lee, uh, you like a little tough love? BC, I'm one of those uh, snowflake millennials. Uh, I need to be coddled and I, I need uh, compliments, not people calling me an embarrassing effort. You know what? I'm going to go BC too, but not for the snowflake millennial thing. I just think they're professionals. They're adults, right? And I, Pat Riley used to do this shit all the time. And people would talk about how his act wore thin super quick. I just feel like I'm an adult. You're an adult. I know that we shouldn't have lost to the Pelicans. That sucked. I'm going to get my shit together and let's get back out there. They're also adults who make a fuck ton more money than you. Yeah, that too. You can't tell me shit. All right, next one. Kenny Atkinson, he held up a college football style card with a picture of Dennis Scott with a circle around it and a line drawn through it to say, don't let up any threes, which I thought was kind of interesting. But GC or BC on this unique form of visual play calling and encouragement. I love it. I mean, what a better reminder. And also, this is a way to say that you guys are being embarrassing without going out and saying you guys are being embarrassing. Plus, I love college football. Play a little defense. Dan Devine. Good call. Also, for I mean, the reasons that Haley said, and also it made me think about Dennis Scott and Ghostbusters. It made me think about the, the logo from Ghostbusters, which I always enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, sweep it up. GC plus. I love how all of a sudden uh, Dennis Scott is catching shrapnel. <laughs> like, like out of nowhere, Dennis Scott's like, what did I do? All right, this is the last one for you. I noticed in the course of the early parts of the season so far, and also in various videos, I noticed that our teammate here at the Ringer, 42-year-old Vince Carter, 
uh, kind of getting a little thick boy for mm. us. Um, and my question is, I am also 42 years old. We are the same age. He's like a month or two older than me. Basically, I'm confused for Vince Carter all the time. My question is, <laughs> should, should I also follow Vince Carter into uh, thick boy middle age, GC I mean, or it, BC? It is getting cold out. If you were ever going to do it, now's the time to do it. Plus, I will never, ever, ever body shame you, Gons. That's a GC, I think. GC. Dan Devine. Uh, I'm going to go with our apparent new third option. It's really not for me to say. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, Gons, you stay healthy. You feel comfortable with you. I love you no matter what. Uh, I think it's a GC if you're into it. It's a BC if Colleen's not into it. Uh, (laughs) It's a glee. GC or BC. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, First of all, I think Vince is getting thick for a professional NBA player, which means like going probably from 2% body fat to 3% body fat. So um, if you want to go up 1% body fat, like go ahead. Um, That's not for me to say, but I think GC. (laughs) Welcome to our new segment. Who knows? Shoulder shrug. (laughs) Right. No, no, no. Okay. To make a definitive statement, uh, as a thick boy myself, I'm going to go GC on this one. I'm pro thick. I'm here for all things Vince Carter. I ride hard for him. I love that we are the same age and he's still playing NBA basketball. And like, if I go for a run over, say, like three and a half miles, all of a sudden I'm in traction so that he's out there and he's playing and looking good. I'm GC all the way for him. He's the best. Uh, You guys are the best. That was a killer segment of Good Call, Bad Call. I want to thank Isaac Lee and Dan Devine and Haley O'Shaughnessy and nobody's like them. Tyler Times is on the program. And I want to thank all of you as well. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get fine podcasts. Please read all of our content on TheRinger.com. Listen to The Ringer NBA show on The Ringer Podcast Network. Heat Check will be back next week with our new roster. We're excited, gang. Go Lamar! Bye.